0: Thank you Jesus Yes Lord Only you can steal My soul Test this morning Father thank you for a brand new day Thank you Lord Because this is the day that you have made Surely, Lord, you will cause me to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Father, I thank you for the blessings of today, for the grace, Lord, that you have prepared for us today, for your love that is poured afresh upon us today. Lord, we are grateful. Your word says that as long as your covenant with the ordinances, with the sun and the moon and stars are not broken, So that there is no day and night. He said, Lord, then your covenant with us has not been broken. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, because we see the sun rise this morning. And it is proof that you are a faithful God. So we give you all the praise, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, we worship you as El Shaddai. We say, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Leon. Adonai, receive all the praise, receive all the glory in the name of Jesus. You are God from beginning to the very end. You will remain the same forever. Father, we give you praise. As we spend this time again in your presence this morning, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us. We ask once again that you will help us learn in your presence. As we read the Bible, help us to understand it and cause your grace to flow in our lives. We give you all the praise, Master. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy A.N.K. Today uh, we start reading a new book. Uh, We concluded read uh, the book of James yesterday, and so we start a new book today. It's the book of First Peter. Okay, so a brief introduction. Uh, Peter, like most of us would know, who read our Bible, Peter is one of the 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 apostles, the twelve apostles, and would you would say was maybe the closest to Jesus. Uh, apart from John, okay? So, Peter was not the first to meet Jesus. In fact, his brother, Andrew, actually met Jesus before him. But from the moment Peter met Jesus, being a very a very uh, voracious and, and alive kind of person, okay? Uh, Peter just shook, sucked everything in, okay? Peter is someone that you have in your group, And you can't miss them being there, okay? Peter would speak his mind, okay? Peter would say, whatever comes to his heart, that was Peter. It was Peter that Jesus told that, look, um, (laughs) Peter, you would deny me three times. And Peter was like, no, uh -uh. I am ready to die with you. Yes, it was Peter. It was Peter that Jesus told, get behind me, Satan. Hey. (laughs) Okay, because he was he was he was so passionate. Lord, you are not going to die. No, you are not going to die. How can you be thinking about dying at thirty-three years old? Lord, you won't die. Okay, so that was Peter. It was still the same Peter that declared that for the first time, the first person to declare Jesus as the Son of God. Okay, um, that was Peter. It was the first person Peter among the apostles. Okay, so but as you read the the first letter, okay, it pens down to this group. You know, you will see that so much has changed. Even in you know, when you read John, also the son of Zebedee, you realize that something has happened, you know, to Peter. Something happened to John. Obviously, something happened to Peter. They had spent three and a half years with Jesus, they had received the Holy Spirit. And Peter, okay, uh, being one of the leaders of the church, uh, has had to uh, to lead. Uh, when Jesus left Peter, the mantle naturally fed, fell to Peter. Peter didn't want to accept that, that mantle uh, because of the fact that he denied Jesus. But you see, when Jesus rose again from the dead, Jesus told them to go and tell his disciples and Peter, Okay, and that was very important because he knew that Peter would have been kicking himself. Okay, so Peter takes the mantle of leadership, you know, but uh, never were, never really enjoyed it. It was James, the James the son of Zebedee, who led the church first, and then James the brother of Jesus, who would take up the mantle after Herod kills kills James. Okay, um, but you see Peter leading in Acts of the Apostles, Act chapter six. When there was problem with um, with with the believers, uh, Peter was the one who spoke. It was the one who spoke on the day on the day of Pentecost. Also, you know uh, when the Holy Spirit came, uh, Peter was also called the apostle to 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 the Jews. Okay, because as they recognized Paul's ministry, they they also recognized that. Jesus was um, sorry. Peter was the one called to reach the Jews, but we didn't see Peter write any letter. You know, trying to address Jewish believers or even the Jews themselves. Peter's first letter, scholars agree. Okay, those who studied the Bible agree that look, this letter was penned, was sent to the Gentiles. Okay. Was sent to Gentile believers, so whether um, wherever they were, it wasn't really addressed to any specific place. So this letter would have been carried all around. Okay, it was writing to them, and that has to be that has to be um, very interesting. Beyond just writing to the very people that you would not have thought Peter would be writing to, Peter was talking about grace. He was talking about election. He was talking about them being strangers in this world okay the things the messages that you would expect paul to be the one teaching okay so um very very important i i i am blessed with this book and i'm telling you you will be blessed okay so paul uh, peter helps them understand the suffering that they were going through many of them were beginning to express experience the grace of god and that grace was, was producing holiness in their lives. Okay, he's going to tell them without holiness, no man will see God. Okay, was pro- producing holiness. If the holiness was not just a spiritual one, it was also, you know, changing their character. Okay, and so because of that, they were going through, they were being persecuted. Uh, and he would be writing to them as he they are hearing about every. All the wonderful thing that Paul is doing is writing to them and giving them instructions on how how to live. Now Peter, of course, was killed during the period of the Emperor Nero. He was nailed upside down. Okay, he he requested that he be nailed upside down as he felt he he couldn't be nailed upright the way the same way Jesus died. Okay, so he was killed during uh, during Nero's period. So we have um at least an idea of the period in which you know uh, in which first peter is written so please get your bibles this morning let's read first peter chapter one again five chapters so read chapter one today then we take two three and then four five just like we did for the book of james okay first peter chapter one um first peter chapter one um Sorry, First Peter chapter 1. Okay, let's go. It says, This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the province of Pontus, Gal- Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Okay, so all of this region is what is where you would call Asia Minor today okay so he's writing to god's chosen people uh, and believers agree okay scholars agree that addressing them as god's chosen people the same way paul will have addressed them these were gentiles okay jewish jewish believers were more you know were more clustered together you know clustered together in jerusalem and then when they were scattered and you'll find them in rome and so the book of James, the book of Hebrews, you know, reaches and touches those group of people. But first Peter is not like that. It says this letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So we know that it is, it is Simon Peter that is writing. And writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners. They were living as foreigners in the province of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Why will he call them foreigners? He was calling calling them foreigners because believers are foreigners in this world. We are ambassadors of Christ. And so this world is not our home. Always remember that, that this world is not your home. You are simply passing through. Two, says God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. And his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. What do you think? Don't you feel it's as if it's Paul that is writing, right? Yes, I feel like as if it's Paul is writing. He said, God the Father knew you and chose you long, long ago, and his spirit has made you made you holy since as a result you have obeyed him and have been cleansed thank god that we have been cleansed by the blood of jesus the blood of jesus christ he says may god give you more and more grace and peace right. and i pray the same prayer for you this morning may the lord give you more and more grace and peace in jesus name You will experience grace in every area of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. It is all praise to God. Verse 3, the Father of our Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again. It is by the great mercies of God that we become born again. Not just because someone preached to us, people become born again. Not because we go out to just preach to them. It is by the mercies of God. Never forget that. It is by His great mercy that we have, have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Since now we live with great expectation, yes, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, we live with great expectations. What are that, what are our expectations? Our expectations are, okay, of course, Jesus is coming again. Ah, yes, Maranatha, Jesus is coming again. Part of our expectation. Our expectation is that when we die, we will go to be with God. Part of our expectation. Part of our expectation is that we will experience the power of God in this world. Part of our expectation. says now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance we have a priceless inheritance an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay remember jesus taught them look let your treasures be in heaven okay a place where moth thieves cannot steal this is where your treasure is there your heart will be also and so peter telling them here that we have a priceless inheritance in Christ, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. Hmm. Okay, so these are some of the scriptures that some people read and you know they say, you No, know, once save, forever save. Okay, and you need to understand what Peter is trying to say. Peter is not saying that okay the minute we become born again our inheritance cannot be defied okay and then it's unchanging and it cannot decay that's not what he's trying to say okay without any as long as it is there without anyone touching it it is fine but sincerely you can take it and you can walk out of the presence of god never never forget that And I think we have more than enough examples, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, of those who experienced God, tasted of God's presence, and then walked away from His presence. In fact, um, was it Peter or no, Paul, that told us, look, or no, sorry, it was the book of of Hebrews that told us that those who have tasted and tasted of God, if they were to walk away, okay, it was going to be very difficult ...to be able to bring them back, okay? So, don't make that mistake. It's not saying that once saved, forever saved. But it's saying that as long as our hope is in Christ, our hearts... Jesus said, if your treasure is there, your heart will be there. As long as our hearts are pointed towards there, okay, you are sure that our treasures are unchanging and, and they will not decay. Verse 5, he says, and through your faith god is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation okay the salvation is talking about is not the salvation of being born again okay so they are already born again and that's why he's writing to them as believers he says god and through your faith god is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation until you pass on, you give up and then you, you you finish your race in this world and you go on to be, to be with Christ. That's the salvation he's talking about. He says, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Say so, be truly glad, be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Okay, so there's great joy ahead of you. I have good news for someone listening this morning. This word might not uh, be fair on you. You might be going through pain in this world. And it feels like everything is, is just so unfair. You have been under the, the short end of the stick, it seems, in this world. But I have good news for you. Um, look, there is a salvation reserved for you when you meet Christ. Your treasure is in heaven. And I declare this morning that you will be filled with joy when you meet with the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead of you. I say this morning, there is wonderful joy ahead of you. Since even though you must endure many trials for a little while, since these trials will show that your faith is genuine did you see that trials show us that our faiths are genuine many christians don't want to go through trials they don't want to go through persecution these believers like i said dude this was during the narrow period the emperor who was killing christians for fun for sport, and eventually they will be burning them on the stake feeding them to Crucifying them, you know. Peter says, "Look, these trials will show that your faith is genuine." Okay, don't give up on Jesus. I encourage somebody this morning: don't give up on God. He says, "It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold." Yes, that's what trials does to us. It tests us whether our faith in God is genuine. says, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. says, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. Yes. He says, our faith is more precious than mere gold. He says, so when your faith remains remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. I pray for you. When Jesus sees you on that day, he will give you a warm embrace and say, Welcome, faithful servant. You made it. Yes, on that day, we will see ourselves in heaven. Please, we will still recognize ourselves. <laughs> we will still recognize ourselves. The reason why I know we will still recognize ourselves was that Jesus told the thief by his side that you would be with me in paradise. Okay? So it meant that, look, you will recognize me we will see ourselves in paradise jesus was telling him and then of course abraham and the rich man and lazarus uh, where is their father abraham so they recognize abraham <laughs> so i pray that we will recognize ourselves in heaven and then we will shake ourselves in congratulations congratulations you made it i pray that that will be our testimonies in the mighty name mighty name of jesus hallelujah it Says so when your faith remains strong through many trials it will bring you much praise praise and glory and honor on the day when jesus christ is revealed to the whole world verse eight says you you love him <clears throat> even though you have never seen him and that is a wonderful thing about being a christian most of us have never seen jesus before Yet we love him, and I'm telling you, um, it is a level of faith that even the apostles will have to marvel at. They walked with Jesus, they tasted of Jesus, okay, and so they could then testify of Jesus. Many of us have never seen Jesus before, yet we love him. There's a special reward for us it says, You love him, even though you have never seen him, you have never seen him, though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with 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 a glorious, inexpressible joy. This says the reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. Hallelujah! The reward for trusting in Jesus will be the salvation of our souls. It says this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about His about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great, his, his great glory afterwards. Okay, The prophets prophesied about this. Uh, that yes, the Messiah was coming. Now the Messiah came. We are the ones who are putting our hope and trust in the Messiah, even though we have not seen him. Verse 12 says they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now uh, this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is, uh, it is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. They have been preached to you, of course, Paul, you know, uh, Apollos, uh, Silas. Titus, uh, Timothy, they were taking the word of God everywhere. He says, now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached, who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Hallelujah. Now, okay, so it begins to round up chapter one and it talks about a call to holy living. And this is where we we, will spend our time talking this morning. He says, so prepare your, your minds for action. And exercise self-control. Prepare your mind for action and exercise self-control. Very important. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Okay? Put all your hope there. And prepare your mind. When Jesus returns, he is coming to give a reward. For those of us who live for him, there will be a reward. For those who don't know Jesus, He is coming to judge the world. So He says, "Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world." He says, "So you must live as God obedient children." That's what, that's where our motivation comes from. We live as God obedient children because of our hope at the end. He says, "Don't slip back into your old ways." of living to satisfy your own desire okay so now does this sound like somebody who is saying once safe, forever safe"? no he's warning them don't pull your ears don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires since you didn't know you didn't know any better then is says, but now you must be holy in everything you do just as God, who chose you, is holy. Yes, if the head is holy, the body should be holy. God, who chose us, is holy. We should be holy. 16. For the Scripture says, "You must be you must be holy, because I am, because I am holy." Yeah, so, if the head is holy, the head, which is Christ, you know, the body itself also should be, should be holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites, not at all. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. Hmm? He has no favorites. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary resident. Eh? We are temporary residents. Uh, you know what a temporary resident is, right? <laughs> so an immigrant, <laughs> if you want to use that a temporary resident you got you are maybe you get a a visiting visa okay and you go visit another country you're a temporary resident okay you are not here your permanent stay eh is in heaven it is not it is not on this on this earth uh it says for you know that god paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors okay god paid paid a ransom in christ to save us from the empty life we inherited from our ancestors and it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value it was the precious blood of christ the sinless spotless lamb of god i love this title that peter peter gives jesus He says, he is the precious you know uh this is the blood of christ the sinless ...spotless Lamb of God. It says, God chose him... ...as your ransom long... ...before the world began... ...but now in these last days... ...he has been... uh, ...he has been revealed... ...for your sake. Jesus is the Lamb of God... ...that takes away the sins of the world. 21. Through Christ, you you have come to trust in God... ...and you have placed your faith... ...and hope in God because he raised christ from the dead and gave him great glory it is in christ so it is in christ that we are able to put our trust in god it is in christ that we are able to worship the father it is in christ that we even have faith it is in christ that we live hallelujah 22 you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Eh? Love each other deeply with all your heart. Be- Why? Because it is in Christ. You cannot live in Christ and eat your brother and sister. Our law is love. It says, Love each other deeply with all your heart. Since for you have been born again, did you hear that? But not to a life that will quickly end. Eh? you have been born again if i was in church i would have told you to tell your brother this the person sitting next to you and tell them that you have been born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible you have been born again to to a life that that will is this, but but not to a life that will quickly end it is this, your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God as the scripture says people are like grass their their beauty is like it's like a flower in the field the grass withers, and the flower fades but the word of the Lord remains forever since that word is the good news that was preached to you okay so what gave birth to us that's what Peter is trying to tell us is the word of God and because the word of God will last forever Uh, our lives also are that are like that they will last forever you have been born again my charge this morning to someone you are born again for those of us who have received jesus as our lord and savior you have become born again not of corruptible seeds but of incorruptible you have become born again uh, through the word of god you have received the eternal word that is able to save your soul Okay, so allow that word to motivate you to live as a Christian. Yes, very important this morning. Let it motivate you, shape your life. The Christian life is lived in love. The Christian life is one who is willing to suffer. If it's suffering in this world, it's not afraid. Okay, it's not afraid to, to lay it all down to be with christ if it means living for jesus of the christian life is willing to give it give it all up why because we have been born again by the living word of god and i know the lord will bless you in the mighty name of jesus all right we stop there today but peter has some wonderful powerful advice to give us i'm sure you can see now that at the words of peter Peter walked with Jesus himself, okay? You, there was the three musketeers or the, the the inner caucus, you want to call them, of, of the disciples who were closest, the apostles who were closest to Jesus. It was Peter, James, and John. And when you, you look at the words that the Holy Spirit gave them to give to the church, they are special and they are unique. So this morning, allow the words that we have read this morning Okay, allow them to fill you. It says, allow them to fill you with joy. But more than ever, let them fill your hearts with love. Let them motivate you to live for Christ. And I know the Lord will help you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Our prayer this morning, Lord, is that you will help us to live for you. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we are called Christians. Help us to live for Christ. Help us to be ambassadors indeed, and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.